Welcome along to the latest edition of the Irish F1 show in association with PFT Travel, as always. You see the QR code down the corner there as well. Uh, that is our Buy Me a Coffee link. If you want to support the efforts of the lads over the year ahead, that's it. Baz is pointing to it there. You can buy us a coffee there and support the efforts. Uh, Rapco HQ is uh, Barry's backdrop there. It's looking well, Baz. Actually, it's uh, nice to showcase it here to our to our audience. Yeah, just uh, it's a bit... It's uh, it's a little bit quiet here at the moment, so I, I snuck up to the uh, to the studio here to to get the uh, the podcast done. Bit of a madhouse downstairs. Yeah, that's it. A uh, bit of a madhouse in general. I think this Irish F1 show, but unfortunately, there's nothing really mad or hectic about what's happening um, in terms of our action and racing. Because I literally said off air there, guys, we couldn't really copy and paste the last episode into this with by and large anyway. I would say for the most part. Uh, because it's just devoid of any excitement. And I hate being negative. It's not my style. But it's just calling it as it is. Baz, I've seen a tweet from you. You said something about watching IndyCar, F1. And I can't think what the other thing was. But F1 was by far the most boring anyway. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, a bit of a, a, a racing weekend. So, there was Indy, IndyCar, Indy Next, with uh, Irish driver James Rowe finishing fifth um, in the Top Con car. And then there was uh, the GB3 Championship, which is... F3 by another name, British F3, British GB3, with um, another Irish guy, Alex Dunn, taking the championship lead at uh, Snetterton this weekend, which is uh, great, great for him. He's F4, reigning British F4 champion and now leading GB3, um, despite having some bad luck. So, uh, And then the F1. And yeah, of, the, of, of all of that racing that I watched, it was, yeah, the F1 was the one that uh, was least enthralling, to put it that way. Hmm. Richie, did you see any of those other races, or was it just the, the F1? Uh, I've seen a small bit of the the Indy Next, um, James Rose race. He's done very well, fair play to him. Um, just seeing the results of Alex's race, where he took the lead of the championship, fair play to him. I hope he goes on to win it. Um, but yeah, the F1 was the real low light of the weekend as regards Richie. Richie, sorry, I'm laughing at you moving around there. <laughs> I don't know what you're going around Mandela yourself, but... <laughs> I'm, I'm actually moving the van here. I'm, I'm on a building site here at the moment. I'm moving the van out of the way. <laughs> Before it gets clobbered by your wrecking ball. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, look, uh, in all seriousness, ah, oh, there we go. Yeah, there we go. Huh? Jesus, everyone's getting advertising today. JCB, Rapco, the whole lot. Um, <laughs> Yeah, James and, and Alex, well done. I suppose you know, we've remarked upon Alex in particular over the past 12 months. So that's that's very, very positive. Um, so at this particular juncture, is he getting a little bit closer to his, his dream goal? It seems to be going in a very good trajectory, Barry. Yeah, he's doing great, yeah. Um, uh, I, sp- I spoke to his father, Noel, who I know a long time there last week. So, yeah, they've... they've um, They've definitely taken a turn. They had a little bit of uh, car trouble in the opening rounds, a, a problem with the car that they identified, which explained why he was just that small bit off the pace in the opening round. So they, they fixed that. Um, and they had a lot of pace at Silverstone for the, the previous round of the championship, but just a bit of bad luck. He was taken out of what would have been the race leads um, in one of the, on one of the races. But then they went to Spa um, about three weeks ago. And Alex uh, was, he won two of the three races. And the third race is a reverse grid. And he came from, I don't know what it was, 24th up to fifth or sixth or something. So he was the, the, it was the highest scoring round ever in the history of the championship for Alex that weekend. He scored more points that weekend than anyone has ever done in the past. So um, that brought him into contention going into Snedderton last weekend. And uh, he had a lot of pace. 
Um, he had the front running pace and testing, but just a little bit off the off the boil in qualifying, left on the second row. So he had a couple of seconds, and I think uh, eight or nine place in the in the in the result. So um, yeah, so basically, yeah, that was that that was Alex into the championship lead, um, and hopefully he can he can keep it going now and and, and take the F four and the GB three championship in here after the other. Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna have to get a hands here for you two boys. There's lots of head movement going on there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of going on. Yeah, yeah, it's all it's all happens to you. So let's uh, delve into this race. I suppose guys from Canada at the weekend. Uh, would the only thing be that you could, I, I suppose, the only thing that you could possibly remark upon have Aston Martin gotten a little bit closer, or is this kind of a, a false dawn as such with um, how close they, they did get to Max, I suppose, with Fernando Rigi? Yeah, no, they're certainly getting closer. Um, not, I, it's not, not fake in any way, shape, or form, in fairness. The Aaron Stroll is pumping the money into the team and it's it's showing dividends. Like, um, I, they'll, I'd say they'll definitely, they'll definitely take a win before the season is out at some stage with Alonso. Um, but yeah, they're getting closer. I'd just like to see him get much closer, much quicker. Yeah, so nine seconds in the end is all he was off uh, for snapping Alonso. And um, again, himself and Hamilton had a nice little tussle. And that's probably one of the positive things, Richie, yeah? Yeah, yeah, it was good to see the two all-stagers back at it again at the front of the grid, in fairness. Um, maybe... Lewis let him, well, he couldn't do a whole lot about the overtake in fairness, but um, yeah, it'd be nice to see those two boys back hustling one another for the season, definitely. Yeah, someone said, Barry, it was a crafty that they're a combined age of nearly eight years of age, but they're, they're still serving it up and providing one of the, the few highlights, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, it was good, um, Alonso and uh, and Hamilton. It, uh, it was it's good to see them, a bit of mutual respect on the podium there from both of them, but yeah. Uh, it's just a pity, I suppose. Max is walking away so much at the front of it; it, it takes her attention away. Um, I think I seen something the other day that if he if he didn't, if if you remove Max from the the championship, it was all like the, the next three are within a couple of points of each other, you know, for well second. But in in this hypothetical, it was for to leave the championship. And but look, can't can't be helped, you know. We've we've we're in an era of domination. Um, from one car to the other, it's just the nature of the sport these days. I think, unfortunately, um, and if it's not Red Bull dominating, it'll be Mercedes, and maybe someday it'll be Ferrari and Aston Martin. But uh, it does seem to be that it's always going to be one, one far ahead of the rest. Yeah, I suppose myself and Richie were chatting there about like going back to twelve months ago and trying to consider whether, you know, was it was it really? Are we overestimating how boring it is this year? Was it as boring last year? Was it as much? You know what I mean? The stats are stats or whatever, but it seemed like what we said and Richie agreed on was that Ferrari had the speed, but it just didn't have the reliability. But nobody seems to have what's needed this year. Is that something you go along with? Yeah, I think that just Red Bull is just another step step further ahead. Um, for they, Ferrari were quicker last year and they, they, they kind of made it difficult for themselves. Um, and that's kind of brought Red Bull into the fight and then they eventually put it away towards the second half of the season. But you now this year, it's just, I mean, no one's no one's doing anything as good as Red Bull. You know, Perez aside, maybe he's um, not exactly having a storm over the last while. But they're, they're, look, the car is quicker, their their strategies are better, their execution is better, their drivers, you could say, are better. The driver, and it's Verstappen that is. Um, so I think it's just a combination of all of those factors. Um, it's just, you know, resulting in them just driving away from the front every weekend. Mm-hmm. Alex Albon, seventh, another big 
story, I suppose, to emerge in the weekend, Richie. Yeah, great drive from Alex, in fairness. Um, uh, it was a quality two. We finished up a quality two on Saturday. So, in fairness, Alban, always great. He's, he's one of the great drivers on the grid, in fairness to him. Um, when he was with Red Bull that time, I don't know whether the team let him down or he let himself down or the pressure of being with the work team got to him, but he just he seems to excel in, in, in lesser cars and, and the weekend just proved that again, like seventh for a Williams is fair going. I know they had upgrades this weekend, but still that that's fair going for a Williams car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely driver today for me. I mean, he, he did a one stop fifty to fifty something laps on the one set of tires with no no DRS and kept a whole host of what should have been faster cars behind them. So uh, and the and the pressure of course of having the the, the car with the only car with all the upgrades on it and was told basically don't crash it because we've nothing to fix it with so yeah it's a great result and just shows the class he has and I think Williams will be doing well to hold on to him I think coming into the next few years because he'll be on top of a lot of people's shopping list I think in that mid-pack mm-hmm. and Richie in fairness Richie like you you said last year nearly in the first episode that you were a fan of Alex Albans like that you thought maybe he got Perhaps a little bit of a raw deal with Red Bull, but I mean, there's no such thing as getting a raw deal or not getting a raw deal. You have to perform, and that's it. Like, and neither him or Gasly performed that time, um, and that's just the way it was. But it didn't really make that. You know, it doesn't make either of those two drivers bad drivers. It's just at that time in their careers, I would say they're probably not in the headspace to be ready for the opportunity. Whereas if you look at where Perez was when he stepped into the Red Bull, you're talking a completely different stage of career, yeah. Yeah, there's probably a couple of things to take into play. Now, now, sort of what we know, what we know. Like, if you if you join the Red Bull team at the moment, where Max is number one and always will be number one, and will take preference in the team, um, effectively, like when Perez joined Red Bull, he he was told that he was given Max's car, Max's set up, and told to get on. With it, where it proved it didn't suit him. So maybe something similar happened with Albon, where. He never really settled into the job, and then being Max's teammate is a whole different ball game in that team. Um, you know, I, I heard David Coulthard say on his podcast with Eddie Jordan the other day that back in the day when he was in talks with Ferrari, um, he turned Ferrari down for the simple reason part of his contract stated that if he was first and Schumacher was fourth, he had to make sure Schumacher finished ahead of him. Do you know that? that type of scenario so he turned Ferrari down so it could be a similar scenario with Red Bull where Max just takes preference to everything like yeah, I think they, I think with, with Max you have a situation whereby obviously he's lightning fast he's the number one driver in the team but he also drives a very specific setup a car that no one else can really handle so if he was in a more it's, it's very much on the nose it's all front end and, and, and at the back end you know you have to have your your your, your reactions in, in line to keep the back end in shape and it's a, it's a tricky car for anyone else to drive i think prez got a bit of a false dawn because in the original car from last year it wasn't fully to max's liking it was a bit more of a kind of standard setup if you like standard balance so a sort of car that more drivers could handle and um, that's why you've seen prez kind of looking like he, they were he was doing the best relative to all the other teammates i think now that He's in a max spec car. We're seeing the real gulf between them, which is the same as what we've seen with the other drivers that you've mentioned there, Albon and Gasly and whoever else was, was in with, with him, even Ricardo to a point. So 
I think it's I, I, I think it's just a case of Perez got lucky towards the start of last year um, in that he had a car that, he was able, that, that didn't suit Max specifically um, and now it's different kettle of fish when, he's, when he has to try and tame the, the car set up for, for Stappen. Mm-hmm. Only a couple of seconds between the two Ferraris, Leclerc just, just ahead. Uh, there was talk of strategy there at one stage. What do you think that strategy was, lads? That was at a time, I think, where, where Sainz was obviously pushing a little bit quicker and was quicker, I think, wasn't he, at the time? I mean, was there a strategy with Ferrari? Yeah, I was just going to say, I don't know if you could put those two words into one sentence, Ferrari and strategy, but um, ah, just Ferrari leaning into Leclerc again, basically. That's what it looked like to me, anyway. Mm. Baz? Yeah, I, th- I think it was, I, I think they were kind of making up as they go along, as they always do, and there was no real solid plan, and um, I know Science was saying he had a bit more pace and he wanted to get ahead, but, you know, he'd been dragged around by DRS, but I think there's another overall relatively poor, poor showing from Ferrari, you know, they're, they're getting a bit too excited to be fourth and fifth, you know, that's that's not good enough at the end of the day, so they need to, you know, there's no point in high-fiving each other for finishing fourth and fifth in, in a Ferrari, that's... You know, failure. Fool anyone like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, just speaking of um, Ferrari and Leclerc in particular, what did you make of the whole stance taken by uh, the Villeneuve family? Uh, Leclerc obviously wanted to wear a helmet in tribute to, to Gilles Villeneuve. Um, didn't get the nod of approval. Any particular take on that? It's very hard to know, know, isn't it? It's. I mean, as I'm, I'm a big Villeneuve fan. I have a replica of his helmet in the in, in the house, and I don't know. Maybe I need to tell them and ask them can people look at it in the future in the, in the front door like because it seems um i don't know it's hard to, it's hard to know i i remember years ago it was a bit of a running joke in in f1 circles that in one of the f1 games in 98 or 97 or something you know like the f1 video game that is um, williams number one uh, well there was no jack field in the game yeah. there was, was called williams number one yeah yeah no he's another name wasn't it? it's, it's John Newhouse. Yes, that's in um so F one ninety seven or ninety eight. Yeah, F one ninety seven or ninety eight was he was Williams number one. And in that other game, he was that name you were talking about. I can't think of the name of the game. Yeah, well maybe it wasn't F but it was John Newhouse. So it seems that the Villeneuve yeah. name and rights is a bit of a, a thing, you know, because he wouldn't let them use his name. It was twenty all the other drivers, whatever twenty odd of them there was, and then this John Newhouse, fictional character who looked an awful lot like Jack Villeneuve and drive the other Williams, but wasn't Jack Villeneuve, obviously. So, I mean, I don't know, maybe there's something going on there. Apparently, his his sister looks after all the, the rights to, to the name and stuff, and she, she, she was not informed. Um, and then, I, I, I believe Leclerc made contact directly with, with Jack, and, the, and then in turn with the sister and the mother, um, who was Joanne, I think, was who had been Gilles' wife, who, who I thought it was settled. So did he not wear the helmet in the end? I missed that. I thought he was wearing it. He, he didn't wear the Villeneuve helmet in the end, no? I'm actually not too sure in, in the lead-up to it, to be quite honest. I was just looking at all this noise that was made in the run-up to it, which, I don't know, was it a distraction or was it not? But it was certainly an issue. I don't know what actually did happen in the end. I can't consolidate that for, for sure, but a lot of noise was made about it, you know. I think there's probably mistakes made on both sides. I mean, sure, like it, you would have thought Ferrari would have at least let them know some trademark issues and whatnot. And I think the original accusation was that the the Ferrari sponsors were getting public publicity out of this off the back of the shield build-up because obviously people were photographing and publishing pictures of the helmet. Um, so that was the I think that was the build-up angle. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, you would have thought that the PR people and the communications people in Ferrari would have at least made them aware of it. But then at the end of the day, you know, they weren't. It's the, the, the circuit, Gilles Villeneuve, they were racing on. He was a Ferrari driver. Leclerc's a big fan of his, and he's wearing his helmet in tribute. I don't think it was the biggest crime against the legacy of Gilles Villeneuve ever committed. And, you know, I say that as a massive Villeneuve, Gilles Villeneuve fan. So I think it was a little bit of much ado about nothing, to be honest. Yeah. Um, the F1 game I was talking about there, there was actually a cheat code I was reading whereby Murray Walker would say Villeneuve if you found a cheat code. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the interesting thing. I'd say those conversations were were uh, were tasty at the time, you know, because it was it was a little bit ridiculous. I mean, there was nineteen others that were willing to to give their name, but that's not exclusive to F one. Ronaldo, the soccer player, uh, I don't like call him this, but people call him Fat Ronaldo. Uh, <laughs> he he wouldn't give his name in the late nineties either. He was just number nine, and uh, there was a big big issue around that. Like, and yeah, I said the fee put up must be must be tasty, but. Uh, yeah, just one of those things, I guess. It's, it's, it's not like they're, they're stuck for a few quid, the Ronaldos in this world. Like, the Villeneuve's, I can kind of understand, because when Gilles died, he would have let, you know, he had a young family, and it would have been up to his wife and the estate to, you know, to extract whatever income they could going forward, because obviously, you know, he, he, he passed on. But to, to, to get, you know, the Ronaldos in this world with half a million a week, like, does it, you know, does it really matter? Probably not. No. Richard doesn't give a shit, he's gone. Um, <laughs> I think he's under a bit of pressure. Look, have we anything else to, maybe to add, Barry, do you think, before I before I draw a close to this, which is on course to be the, the shortest? The shortest, well, it wasn't the a whole lot of time. That's the pity about it, you know. It's not. It's it's just where F1 is at the moment, unfortunately. that We've said it before, you know. There's the, 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 the cars are too big, the cars are too heavy. You've got to, you know, unless, what, what we're waiting on something to happen. The only thing that can happen to make it interesting is something completely random like a rain shower or a you know a crash at the wrong time or a safety car or you know at, the, at an opportune moment but i think i think the days of the you know just on track natural racing it, 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 it they seem to be getting further away rather than closer which is the real pity of the whole thing so i can't i know they're talking about the new regs in 2026 so we're going to make the cars lighter and I think the, 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 the aim, and they won't reach this, the aim is 35 kilos lighter. I mean, it's a waste of time. That's nothing, you know. That's, it's, uh, on a 900 kilo car, 35 kilos is, you know, it's nothing. It's, it's irrelevant. So it's, it, it, even the, it, they don't even look to be trying to fix it going forward. So I think, unfortunately, we could be in for a bit of an era of just processional racing outside of the weekend where something really random happens. You know, it's on, on, on you know on a lap just before someone makes a pit stop or stuff like that. But yeah, I'd love to be wrong, but I just it doesn't look like it's going that way at all. Rich, we're on course to wrap this up. Have you anything else to add? Um, maybe make it mandatory that all race circuits have to have sprinkler systems, and we can turn <laughs> them on and off at random points during a the race there, just to spice it up. It's just it's just mid, like we added we add some rain and and. You know, in qualifying, the qualifying was super exciting. I thought, like, I thought it was very, very yeah. good. But then you come to the race, and, and we were just messaging each other. It's like they're told, just keep okay. yourself to yourself for the first lap or two, let it settle down, and then just don't attempt to overtake anyone, whatever you do. Like, I mean, I know it's it's common enough nowadays for people to take out the phone, have a scroll, whatever their, their sport of preference is, maybe to find out a little bit of information or see maybe what people are, are thinking about it, but when it gets to the stage where the scroll is more exciting than what's happening to your left-hand side on the screen, 
then there's a bit of an issue like and that's what how I found it the last the last few while you know what I mean like even that thing about the, the helmet like I didn't, I didn't even notice that that was if you went with it or not and I, to be honest with you I didn't really care either like that's that's the holy thing with it and it's yeah, sad it's to so say fun. that and admit that but it's just like you know what that's that's nearly one of the big talking points and it shouldn't be one of the big talking points we should be talking about how good the racing is and all different things but we just don't have it to talk about all we have to do is give out about it and I know everyone on a podcast gives out every now and then and we'll criticise this and we'll criticise that it was rules last year it'll be something else but the racing was always the common thing that was that was something that you know was interesting like or, or kind of meaningful or something just doesn't seem to be the case so look we have a couple of weeks now and Austria is on the horizon and then you obviously have Silverstone on the horizon after that. Uh, lads, I think we may just keep going with trying to get a few big heads on here. And uh, well, mine is massive as it is, but uh, as in <laughs> a few a few celebrities, that is, <laughs> like we had earlier in the year, uh, to keep, keep things spiced up because it doesn't look like the race is going to make it happen anytime soon. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, look, we might, maybe we'll change it to the, the Irish indie show or something. <laughs> You wouldn't know. And we combine <laughs> indie music with indie racing and we get them all on. Kaiser Chiefs one week, Stereophonics the next week. Yeah. Who name it will you get it, boys? Listen, Richie, Barry, we'll leave it at that. We'll give a shout out to PFT Travel and to Rapco again. Thanks a million, guys. We'll chat to you all soon. Bye-bye.